0: Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT podcast network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, Journey Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Journey with Janice podcast. I am so excited for today's episode, like I always am, because I love being able to just get on here and encourage your hearts in the Lord and share what He puts on my heart, share what God's doing in this season of my life. So I'm so thankful that you have tuned in, and I just pray that God is doing something so special and deep in your heart and life during this season. And And I just love that God promises to always take us from glory to glory, that where we're at right now in this current season isn't where we're staying, that God's launching so many people into new things, new ministries, these shifting dynamics of your family life, your church life, whatever that looks like. I just pray that you stay surrendered and yielded to that because God's plans are always for our good. And that is one thing that I remind myself all the time that God's plans are only ever good because that's what his word says in Jeremiah 29:11 it says I know the plans I have for you plans to prosper you and not to harm you to give you hope and a future. And so sometimes we just need to remind ourselves that God's plans for my life are really good. Does that mean that everything is always smooth and perfect and and without error and we just never go through hard things? Absolutely not. We know that the Bible says that the testing of our faith produces perseverance, those trials, to count it all joy when you face many trials, because those things are producing perseverance and character and, and all the things that come with those seasons of testing in our lives. And so I've gone through so many of those. And I know all of you could probably say, amen, sister. I've gone through so many seasons of testing and trials. And, and it's not until you get to the other side that you look back and you're like, man, and the moment that was so hard, but the pruning that God did in me during that time, and what God developed in me during that time, was worth what I had to go through to get to where I am at now. So, I just love that God's hand is continually on our life; that He promises to never leave or forsake us. He is always with us, and I love, I love that. I love that about Him. That's one of my favorite things about the Lord is just the the consistency that He has toward us, that He's always with us, that He never leaves or forsakes us. He's so faithful to His people, and so I'm so thankful for that. So I would love to hear from you guys. I know a lot of times it's just me on here talking and and sometimes I don't always extend this invitation, but I would love for you guys to reach out to me and let me know what God is doing in and through your life in this season you're in. What is God challenging you with? What is God putting on your heart? What dreams and desires do you aspire to pursue in your heart and life and ministry and family and what's God stirring in, in you? And there's so many times I have conversations with people and I get the awesome privilege to really tap into those things in people's heart and lives and and really hear what their heart's desires are. And honestly, that is one of my favorite things in the entire world is just to be able to hear from people and hear what God is teaching them in the season that they're in, what God is doing. And so I would love to hear what you are believing God for, what you feel God is putting on your heart as far as your own calling and ministry, and to be able to encourage you and champion you in that. So feel free to reach out to me on social media, through this podcast, whatever that looks like. You can find my contact information on journeywithjanice.com. So I just wanted to throw that out at the beginning because I want to talk about today about pursuing the call of God on our life and pursuing those things that are inside of us because God has a destiny and a calling. On each and every one of our lives. The Bible says that his the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. They're without repentance. That means that God has created you with gifts and talents and abilities that are unique to you that the world needs and that he is not taking back. And there's so many times I know in my own life and maybe in maturity, in my own immaturity at times where I felt like, oh my gosh, I messed up too much. God's not gonna use me anymore. He's gonna, you know, take back. You know, what he's given me, or whatever. And you can just stand in those moments. You can stand on the truth of his word and his promise that he never takes back what he gives us and those gifts and abilities that he puts inside of you. We want to be good stewards of them. And just this last week, I was able to minister at a church in Detroit and talk about the parable of the talents and how important it is for us to steward the talents God's given us. And you can read about that in Matthew 25, but it talks about how. Three different people were given different amounts of talents. One was given five, one was given two, and one was given one talent, each according to their own ability. And that is one thing God has just been reminding me. I'm not asking you to do anything that's outside of the anointing that I've given you, that's outside of your ability. So if you're, you know, you can't sing worth a lick, God's not going to ask you to lead worship. If you can't, if you don't work well with kids, God's not going to call you into kids' ministry. Like God is going to put you in position in a position that reflects the things that he's put inside of you and the gifts and anointing he has given you. And so when I was a kid, many of you know this part of my story, but when I was a kid, all I ever wanted to do was write books and have babies. I love writing Writing, I've always loved writing. I wrote my first short story when I was a kid, won my first writing competition when I was like 10 years old. Just have always had a love and a passion for writing. And I have all my little journals from when I was like in elementary school still, my little diaries with broken locks on them. I've just always had a heart and a passion for writing. And so that's been something that has been inside of me for many, many years and really sat dormant for a while in my teenage years. I didn't do a lot of writing, but as I've just been pursuing God in recent years and just pursuing his heart and surrendering, you know, always being in a place of surrender to God, whatever you want to do. And then through my life, however you want to use me, I stay yielded to you and just keeping my heart in that place. God has really just resurrected that passion and that desire in me to write and it just reminded me like since I've been a little girl I've wanted to write books that's all I've wanted to do and so in 2020 I released my first book published it with an with a with an agency and publishing company and it was just such a fulfillment of my heart's desire and what I've wanted to do all along and then since then I've published another book and several small devotionals that I've self-published and and I just love seeing the the things that are innate, those things that are inside of me, God using those because that's what He created me for, among many other things. Obviously, our greatest calling is always to know Him and to make Him known, but those gifts and those abilities He's put inside of us, it's not just for us, it's for the world. It's a, It's to reach the world around us with the good news of Jesus Christ, to share whatever it is that He's given us, to pull people closer to his heart, to inspire people to fall more in love with him. And so my question to you is what is inside of you? What is inside of you? And I just know that people fall in a few different categories where you could be listening to this and be like, I really don't know what my passions and desires and gifts and callings are. I want to encourage you to sit with the Lord, to sit with the Lord. Even today, take five, 10 minutes, just sit with him and say, God, what, 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 Gifts and talents have you created me with? What anointing do I have? How can I have, you know, what is my sphere of influence? How can I impact the world around me in the way that you uniquely created me to? And then there's other people who you know what your gifts and callings are, but you're not doing anything with them. It's just sitting dormant in your life. And sometimes it's a seasonal thing. Maybe you're in a season of rest or God's calling you to to just press into Him because He wants to refine your character before you step out more fully into the things He has for you. Because it's so important that when we're ministering, we're reaching the world, that we have good character and walking in godliness. But I say that with a disclaimer to know that we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to—God's not going to wait till we're perfect, because if, if that were the case, none of us would ever be used. But sometimes we are in refining seasons, and, and I know I walked through that myself. For a few years, and even with my first book, like God gave me the title, the subtitle, all the chapters, and then told me to shelf it for a few years because I needed to gain the wisdom to write the book. I, I didn't have it at that point, so it was a timing thing. So there is that. But I'm talking to people who you know what your gifts and your calling are. You know what God's called you to do, and you're not doing it because you're being rebellious. Honestly, you're saying no to God, and so I to encourage you. To give God your yes. Ask God, okay, how do I, how do I steward what you've given me? What ways can I use my gifts to impact this world so that you're not leaving those gifts laying dormant in your life? And then there's those who are stewarding what God has given you. You're doing an excellent job, and I'm just praying for you an increase in anointing and a protection around you as you continue to walk forward and steward those things that God has given you with anointing and with excellence. And that you I just want to encourage you to stay in a place of rest. And that is just a reminder from my own heart too, because if you know me at all, you know, I'm like a hundred miles an hour all the time. I love doing, doing, doing. And sometimes I can be a very good Martha and a very poor Mary. And you know, if you don't have context for that, there's a story in the Bible where Jesus is in a home and there's two sisters. One's name is Martha. One is named Mary. And Mary is just sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him and just so intent, spending time with him. And then there's Martha who's trying to make all these arrangements and she's preparing the food and in which, you know, we should be hospitable, right? Martha sometimes gets a bad rep for being so busy, but there there is an expectancy of being hospitable and loving on people. And that's a beautiful thing. But Jesus gave preference to mary because martha had came to him and said seriously like i'm doing all this work can you please tell my sister to help me And he says that Mary chose the better thing. Mary chose the better thing because she just sat at his feet. And so I have to remind myself of that too. That as much ministry and life and just fun that I'm having, that I have to make sure that I'm making that time to just come away with him, which is the title of my second book, Come Away With Me, Cultivating Intimacy in the Secret Place. And that was a challenge the Lord put on my heart a few years ago. Do not abandon the secret place because it is so easy to just go through life and be busy and distracted and to neglect the secret place with the Lord. And so that is just a continual reminder to my heart that no matter what we're doing, whether we're busy with family or ministry or our jobs, to make sure that we're making that time to carve it out with the Lord. If that means getting in my car and going for a drive, going out on a walk, putting my phone away, shutting the TV off, just spending time with him and, and not just waiting for those moments where we need something from God before we go to him. We know the Bible says that we can enter the throne room with boldness. And I love that. We don't go before God sheepishly and and fearfully. Obviously, we have a reverent fear for the Lord, but we don't go in with our heads down and our tails tucked between our, you know, tucked, tucked between our legs or however that phrase goes. We go in with boldness because He is so good and faithful. And that was why Jesus did what He did at the cross. I love that it talks about in the Word how when He breathed His last, that veil was torn in two. And that veil in the temple separated the outside world from the place of God's presence. And as that veil was torn in two, and I I think a lot of times if I could go back in history and I could relive any moment, I think, wow, I would love to be there in that moment because that moment marked what we now get to live in our Christian walks today. And it separated the outside world from that Holy of Holies. And now we have access to God. We have access to his presence any moment, any time, anywhere we can access his presence. And we just take that time to just be undistracted and press in and say, God, what is on your heart? And how often do we do that? Like I was starting to say earlier. So how often do we wait until there's a tragedy or there's something we need prayer for or something we need to pray about. There's like a list of things we need to bring before the Lord. And, and I think that's great that we do that, but we can also rest assured that God already knows what we need before we even need it. And so it's good to go with him, with our petitions to bring our requests before him But it's so good to just go before him because you love him, because you want to be with him, because you want to hear what's on his heart. You want direction for life. God, what are you doing? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to be doing? What is on your heart, God, for my community, for my church, for my family? And even more than that, just going before him just to say, I love you, Lord. I love you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you are doing in my life. Thank you for what you're doing in my ministry. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you are faithful, God. Thank you that you are my provider. God, I thank you that you are faithful, that you are for me. And just pouring your love out on him, pouring your affections out on him. And how often do we do that? I know I can say for myself, I don't do it enough. I don't thank him enough. He is so worthy. He's so worthy. My. One of my favorite songs right now is called Worthy of My Song. It's by Phil Wickham and Maverick City. I encourage you to go look it up. But I love that song because it talks about how he is just worthy. He's worthy of our song and he's worthy of our entire lives. And I've just been thinking a lot the last couple of days about how we're called to spend our lives for him and how he is worth whatever that costs us. And I want to be a woman who stays in a place of yes stays in a place of yes. God, you have my yes, no matter what that means that I have to do, what, no matter what that means I have to give up, no matter how uncomfortable it is in the moment, because he's worth it. And just a quick testimony, this podcast isn't going to be super long. Just a quick testimony, this last weekend, I had the awesome privilege of ministering at a few different churches, and the Lord really, really, really stretched me, and the pastor of this church had had a, a prophetic word for me that I was supposed to be singing and singing is something I have not done publicly in over 10 years. Now, if you're around me at all, you know, I am always singing. I never stop singing. I'm always singing songs and little ditties and runs or whatever, but like, and I'll sing along in the car, whatever. Like I'm not shy about it, but to sing in more of like a worship setting performance setting where like I'm the one mic'd and everyone's watching me, that's a whole different thing. I haven't done it in over 10 years. And I just felt like that was an area God's been challenging me in, in the last couple of months, just like, you're going to sing again, you're going to sing again. And it's part of my healing journey and that he has me on. It's just an area that I won't say I've necessarily avoided. I just don't think it's been the right timing yet. And so this pastor had a word of knowledge. He said, you're supposed to be singing. It's part of your healing journey. And you're going to do it this Sunday at my church. And I was so reluctant. Like I had so many thoughts that like I had driven to the church with my friend and I thought, man, I wish I had my own car. I might just get in it and go home. It's probably a good thing I don't. Cause even though I want to be someone who is surrendered and I feel like for the most part I am in that moment when God was really calling me to do something that was stretching and uncomfortable. It was so easy to just want to say no, because of just because of the past and and hurtful things that have happened. But I didn't. I stepped out in faith. I delivered the word that morning and then ended with singing a song. And it was so freeing and healing for me. I can't even describe it to you how freeing it was for me and how healing it was for my own heart. And so sometimes there are things we have to do just to heal our own heart. And yes, it would be nice if, you know, I just lay hands on my heart and Lord heal me and from the things that have happened in the past. But sometimes there needs to be action that's put in place to get that healing. I even think about the ten lepers and how they were healed as they went. They weren't healed instantly. But then there are stories in the Bible of lepers that Jesus touched and they were healed instantly. And I think healing is such such a beautiful mysterious thing because it never looks the same. Like there's no cookie cutter method. There's times you lay hands on people and they're healed. There's other times it's a process. And so for me, with the healing of my own heart, it's been a, a healing journey and a process. And I just remember being in the greatest season of brokenness in my own life several years back. And in so much pain and confusion and mind fog and just that state that I was in at that point And just pressing into God and saying, I don't know what this life is going to look like for me from here on out. But all I know is I want to be healed. I want to be whole. And I know you're the only one who can do that for me. And so just sitting in his presence and hearing him tell me, let me love you. Let me love you. And I had so many walls around my heart toward people and, you know, in the natural, justifiably so because I'd been so hurt and wounded through the process of my divorce, the rejection, the cheating and everything that I had gone through in my marriage. And God was just so tangible, so faithful, so near. And I love that the Bible says that he's near to the brokenhearted, that he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. And in the original context, when it talks about how Jesus binds up our wounds, how the Lord binds up our wounds, that doesn't mean that, you know, we hold our proverbial broken heart in front of him and he just mends it and puts, you know, bandages it and makes it look better. No, he actually takes your heart and transforms it in such a way that if someone were to see your heart, they couldn't see the scratches and the bruises and the damage that had been done because that's the kind of work my God does. That is the beautiful work of restoration that he does. That he takes something that is so broken and bruised and, and just shattered and he can make it into something so new. And I know with my own story, I remember telling the Lord, I, I am never going to forget what I've gone through. And I never want to, because I want to be able to sympathize with people and for God to use my story in a way that heals others. But I want to be in such a state of healing, God, that when people hear my story, that they don't believe it, that I almost feel like I'm talking about someone else. And that is where I'm at today. Glory to God, all praise to Him, because I didn't want to be someone who allowed bitterness and unforgiveness to settle in my heart and then affect every other area of my life, to affect future relationships, whether that's the marriage God has for me in the future or my friendships or how I deal with people in my church. I don't want to have filters on that are painted by the pain that I experienced in the past. And so just being intentional and pressing in. And honestly, when I started this podcast, my intention was not at all to talk about this. But whenever I do a podcast, I always say, Holy Spirit, this is yours. You just flow through me. Say what you want to say. And so I want to encourage you, if you have gone through, and I'm sure everyone has, to some degree or another. may not be a divorce, but it could be something else, some form of rejection, some, some sort of a painful season. It's so important that we don't compare our seasons to one another and say, well, I've never been through anything that hard. It doesn't matter because your pain is your pain. And what you've gone through and experienced is still hard, even if it looks different than what someone else may have endured. And so if you've gone through those seasons of pain and brokenness and you find yourself Filtering everything else through that those lens, I want to encourage you to sit with the Lord and let Him heal you and give you a new perspective. And God really challenged me with that recently to not filter other people through the pain of my past and to not filter other people and how they act through what I had done to me through my ex. And so that's been so stretching and challenging for me, but it's been good. It's been good for me. Just to allow the Lord to prune prune me, to heal me, to restore me. I love John 15. I encourage you to go read that. It talks about how it says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Remain in me and I in you, and you will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. And so that bearing fruit comes with the abiding. And it talks more in that chapter about how he prunes us so that we can bear more fruit. And the pruning process is not fun. It is not fun, but it's worth it to bear more fruit for Him. And I love that it says it is to our Father's glory that we bear much fruit. And so that abiding and that pruning that allows us to bear more fruit is for His glory. And it's a beautiful thing to just be tucked away in Him, to be hidden in Him, to live our lives for Him and to let Him journey us through that process. So I want to encourage you to reach out to me if you are in a season where you're just like, Janice, I am realizing that there are things in my life that are hindering me in different ways because of what I've walked through in the past. And I'm allowing that, I'm allowing the enemy to have a foothold, whether that's in your mind or your heart, whatever that means. The enemy has a foothold somehow or another in your life because of what you went through in the past. I want to encourage you to reach out to me or reach out to a trusted mentor. I offer myself because I know not everybody has that so that I have someone whether that's me or someone else that can pray for you, that can counsel you, that can mentor you and just push you closer to his heart. That is the cry of my heart is to push people closer to his because that is where real healing is found. That is where real restoration is found. That is where real freedom and deliverance is found. It's in him alone. There's nothing I can do outside of him that means anything. So I want to encourage you to do that. If you if that resonates with you to, to just press into him because he has so much more for you than what you're currently experiencing and it's it's an exciting time to be alive to be able to live for him to know him and to make him known so i just want to encourage you to do that and just keep seeking his face to steward the talents he's given you well to press into him to know what your gifts and callings are because the world needs what you carry. And I just break off any lie that you might be believing about yourself that what you have or what you do doesn't matter. is not that important. It's not needed. It's not significant. That is a lie from the pit of hell to keep you ineffective and so that you will not reach the world for Jesus. So I want to encourage you to keep moving forward, keep pressing into his word, into his presence and keep just pursuing him because that is the greatest Thing that we could do is to know Him. So I'm going to pray for you, and then I'm going to end this podcast. God, I just praise you and thank you for your faithfulness. God, I thank you that you are good. God, I thank you that you love us with an everlasting love. That your mercy is new every morning. God, I pray over every person on here. God, I ask you to enlighten them, God, that you would open the eyes of their understanding, that you would open their hearts, their spiritual eyes and ears. God, that you would do something new in and through them in this season. God, that you would reveal whatever their destiny and calling is. God, that you would show them more of who you are. God, that they would just fall more and more and more in love with you, God. God, I pray for anyone on here who is dealing with pain or trauma from their past. God, I pray that they would just press into you. God, where real healing and wholeness and restoration is found. I praise you and thank you, God, for your goodness and your faithfulness, the way that you love us. God, I ask you to be with every person on here and continue to grow them in their faith. In Jesus' name, amen.